You are listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast series that syndicates for the A-List Online, and my name is Andrew Mackay-Smith. I hope you are keeping well out there in COVID land. All across the globe, we are suffering through this fucking pandemic. Good luck to you, wherever you are. I hope nobody that is close to you is sick, and if they are, well, Godspeed. The conversation you're about to tune into is with one of the gods of British grind. It is Daz Brooks, and this is a conversation that I actually never thought would take place, but here we are. It's a very strange year, but there is an upside to it because they get to talk to wonderful guitarists such as Daz. Daz, of course, is one of the masterminds behind Benediction, and they're back after 12 years with an album called Scriptures. I love it. It's just beyond words actually at the moment it's one of my favorite albums of the year thus far it's a big statement i get that but it is it's how it is it drops on the 16th of october via the label it seems to have just about every killer band so far this year in terms of releases nuclear blast do so many interviews with bands that are a part of the Nucleus Blast family. They're doing something right, aren't they? Anyway, the conversation with Daz covers a lot of ground. So I hope you enjoy it. Here he is. Hey, uh, Daz, it's Andy McKay-Smith calling for our chat. How are you going? I'm good, mate. How are you? Mate, I'm not too bad, actually. We've just come off a, a, a public holiday, mate, so I've had the kids home. Uh, when they would ordinarily be at school, so you you may feel my pain if you got kids. Absolutely, I had kids that've grown up and gone away, so I remember the pain. No, don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> how's your uh, How's your day been? Otherwise, mate, I take it you've had other things to do as well. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Really, over with me at the minute. We're just chewing through, through some tunes and uh, trying to come up with some new material. Because obviously during lockdown, there's mm. there's not a lot else to do, is there? So um, yeah, we're spending a bit of time together writing some new material. Mm. Well, look, first of all, congratulations on what you've both done here on Scriptures. It's I don't like saying a return to form because you guys were always in form. That's the thing about <laughs> you guys together. I mean, you've just been making phenomenal British grind. Uh, you know, Benediction yeah. are essential listening in the catalogue of British grind greats. And, oh, wicked, and, man. Thank you. I, I, just, I think these days, you know, it, we've almost got to a point, I'm in my 40s, where death metal has almost become dad rock. You know what I mean? It's kind of got to this point yeah, yeah. where all these death and metalcore bands appeal to the people in their teens and 20s. But I just feel it's it's extremely important, mate, for not just heavy metal, and work with me here when I say this, but for music in general, for you guys to be back at this particular time That's as cool, well. You know. So you, know, you, might, you must be very happy with what it sounds like, mate, because I've had it on half oh, the day. I- Mate, absolutely. I mean, it's exactly what we, we intended to do, you know, to go back to the roots, an old-school Benediction album with an old-school cover of uh, modern-day production. Um, everything that we own for on this album, we've, we've pulled out the bag, man. We're really, really happy with it. Was the album written over the past 12 years? Because it is your first album since Killing Music was released in 2008, or, or did you write it recently? No, mate, it's been written over the last 12 years. I mean, some of the, you know, um, Stormcrow and Scriptures and Scarlet, basically, were written 10 years ago. Hmm. Um, they've been amended slightly, but I mean, obviously not the lyrics. The lyrics have all come in since Dave came back. 
But yeah. a lot of the a lot of the riffs are, are, are stuff that's been done over the last twelve years. Because although although we haven't recorded in twelve years, we've still been writing material and bouncing ideas backwards and forwards. And you know, we've had a we've had a full library of stuff we could tap into. But but yet some of it's some of it's twelve years old, some of it's twelve minutes old. But fortunately, being in Benediction, mm. it doesn't really make any difference whether it was written then or now. It's still going to sound like Benediction. There's only one band that sounds particularly like us. You know, we don't sound like the rest of them. So. It doesn't really matter whether it was written yesterday or, or last year. It's it's going to sound like benediction, and that's that's exactly what we aim for when we write the music. Yeah, bang on point. I agree with you absolutely on that. I, I remember getting those samplers back in the day. I remember the death is just the beginning samplers in the nineties, <laughs> and that's actually yeah, where right. I discovered. Well, that's actually where I discovered you guys and a whole bunch of bands. Because I mean, where where else was Benediction and Carcass and all these other great bands? I know Carcass. I don't think were yeah. a Nuclear Blast, but you know what I mean. All these great bands. Yeah, they are. Oh, they, oh, they, they were they on Nuclear Blast back in the day though, in the early nineties. No, they were on, they were on Earache back in the day, but they're on That's Nuclear right. Blast now. They're, yeah, I've just got their new material actually, and Bill and Co have knocked it out of the park with their stuff as well. So, yeah, it's, man, yeah. It's just, that's but that's what I'm saying is that it's so important for music. And I've had a chat to Bill, kind of about the same subject, but for you guys all to be back and doing what you do because we've missed you. Yeah, man. It's, uh, well, we've missed it too, man. But uh, for, for me, from a personal point of view, I think death metal's lost its um, lost its originality at the minute. It's all every, everything seems to be a competition to see who can be the fastest or the most technical Great. or the most perfect sounding on you know like a machine almost. And it's kind of lost its its heart and its groove. And and uh, I guess benediction, we're just trying to bring that back and just show the people it doesn't have to be the fastest to be the best. It doesn't have to be the most technical to be the best, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm no, I'm no great guitar player, but I feel I can write a tune, and that for me is a better, better way to be. And you sound like Daz, if you know what I'm saying. When you play, I yeah. know it's you. Yeah, mate. But that's that's the way we want it, you know. We, the, the other thing is, is we we could have had, you know, a, a, a big sustained period where we're we're going having guitar lessons and we're doing this business, but then you start sounding like other people. The good mm-hmm. thing is about us is because we found our style and our niche. We've just stuck to that. So there's when it comes to, to writing new material, we don't have to dig too far because it's inside of us already, you know, and, and the material just comes out naturally. We're not, mm. we're not influenced by anyone else. We're influenced by benediction, you know. It's, it's kind of our thing. So it's, it's, you know, we, we're going to grab onto it and just we're going to keep flying that flag, man. Fantastic. Uh, it, I guess this, it might be too early to, to ask this question. I know you've already sort of hinted at it, but... A new album, hopefully, uh, or I say new album, an album after this one here, Scriptures. You intend for another album to be released? Oh, without doubt, yeah. Me and Rui, I mean, Rui's here with me now. We're, um, we're banging mm. through material. We've, we've, got, we've got ideas for at least another seven or eight songs at the minute. Um, and and we're, firing, yeah, we're firing through them, man. But obviously, we don't want to start recording too long, too quickly and then step on the toes of Scriptures, you know. Um, but yeah, we we got a whole bunch of ideas. We've still got stuff left from the scriptures, demos, and you know we we got endless amounts of material at the minute. We're just firing through it and trying to find the best stuff because the way this has been received, this album is you know we're getting top marks and death metal album of the year all over the place. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely incredible. So we got to make sure now when we follow it up that we don't we don't just follow it with something that's mediocre. Not that we've ever done that. We've never released anything that that has not been necessarily happy with. You know, we're we're our own worst critics. So. Um, but yeah, we just we got to make sure the next one's right now, especially at our age. <laughs> I'm hearing you, brother. Don't worry about that. And uh, and I, look, I, I imagine you've been asked this question on every call. But 
Was, was there any hesitation to release the album during COVID? Because you're right, it's an incredibly strong album. It's a great, it's a fantastic Benediction album and it's an excellent death metal album. But like so many releases, I just have a, uh, I just I just hope it reaches the ear, ears of impressionable listeners. And, and, you know, this sort of music really needs to be played live, in my opinion. So were you ever hesita- oh, yeah. hesitant? Were you hesitant to release it uh, during this period? No, not really. No, I mean, unfortunately for us, we recorded this back in November, December last year, and it was it was due to come out in April, just as all this shit kicked off. Oh yeah. And then it was it was put back to June, and then it was put back to August. But it, we kind of we didn't want it to sound old, so we just we decided that we you know regardless of this COVID, we're going to release it. Uh, we're going to release it, and, and hopefully, then the kids can still get. To, I mean, it's different now. You know, we have, you have to tour, of course, with your benediction's a live band, but. With computers and the internet, we still feel that even though it's been released at a time where we can't tour, it's still going to reach people. Mm. And hopefully it'll just, you know, f- feed their uh, anticipation for the Lost Plane Live sort of thing, you know. And and, and while all that's going on and there's, there's a big build-up of emotion or whatever else, then we, we're going to carry on writing for the next album. So hopefully we get to hit double double hard and all this crap finishes, you know. Yeah, you reach a, you know, in cricket terminology, mate, you reach a double century fairly quickly. I understand exactly where you're coming absolutely, from. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. I don't just want to stand in front of this dump and not the ball, right? You know what I mean? I'm, I'm yeah. going for scores, man. Yeah, well, you, you, you're on, you're, mate, you're at least at 35, mate. I can tell you that right now, mate. You know, you've only, you've only, faced, you've only faced 41 balls, brother, and you're at 35, so you're doing well. Well, right. <laughs> that's wicked because I got, I got really at the other end of the crease, so I know I'm going to be all right with this. <laughs> Hey, it's, speaking of <laughs> speaking of band members, so I think Giovanni, by the way, has done a tremendous job uh, with the percussion. Oh, yeah, tell percussion. Me about it. Um, and you know, yeah. and, and I think the key thing with you guys is that the drummer cannot try to overpower yourself and Rui. It just can't happen because it'll it'll ruin no, the no. marvelous tone that you've got. And he he didn't do that. He's I mean he's, he's played right in the pocket, but. Look, I mean, I mean, you, you, you can tell I'm an old school death and black metal fan, and uh, I know Barker was in the band for a period of time. So, was he ever considered to be bought in for the recording? Um, no. First and foremost, he's a he's a bunch of brothers, and we, it's not just about the music. You've you've got to you've got to fit in with everything we do and how we act and and whatever else. And and also the thing with Barker, he's he was too he's too good. Maybe maybe he's too much of a machine. He's too and we didn't want that. We we wanted a we wanted an ingredient, not, not as you say, not something to overpower, mm. you know. Because uh, but and I think Barg was maybe he, was, he just tried too too much maybe. But we've had some good drummers. But since Neil, I think Gio is the first drummer that's just coming. He's just felt right. He's got that. He's got that groove. He's got that feel. Agreed. You know, and, uh, and and I just think he was the perfect fit. And I, I guess that was the uh, that was the final nail in, in getting this album done. You know, you've um, he, he was the final piece of the puzzle, I guess. Do you do you write with a, a drum machine like a lot of guitarists do? Do you sit at home and sort of work out the the patterns if you yeah, like? Yeah. And, and Geo just does his own thing over the top, or do you ask him to follow? Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. And I, me and really write it all on keyboard. Obviously, in the old days, we would, we would write in the rehearsal room and with the microphone hanging from the studio, going onto a, a mini disc, and you get it back home. You couldn't understand the fucking thing. You, it was just noise. But now, obviously, with with uh, with computers and that, we write it all on drum machines and Cubase, and and then I, I would give it to Gio. Normally, we'd have more time to put his own bits and pieces in, because he was only in the band for a couple of months before recording. God bless him. So he had his work cut out, so he couldn't really stamp his authority on it. I mean, with the, with the new stuff, I'm going to give him the give him the uh, files, and then 
just telling me if there's any bits he wants to do his own little dance on, he can, you know. Mm-hmm. He can add his own little stamp. But but again, it's we we don't want any any instrument or any part of the band to overpower the rest. You know, it's, I mean, everybody's talking about Dave Ingram on this album, but Dave Ingram's twenty percent of this band. You know, Geo's is equal part as him, and mm-hmm. same with me, really, and Dan. So we're all an equal partnership in this. Yeah, so you mentioned Dave there, and uh, was he asked to rejoin the band after? Because it's been 20, 21 years, I think, since he was last in the band in terms of a recording. Because was he asked to, to rejoin because Dave was the other Dave, Dave Hunt, was locked into things with, um, and, I, and I always mispronounce that bloody band, Anal Nuthrak, I think it's pronounced. Anal Nuthrak. There you go. Yeah, was he, is that because he was... Yeah, I don't even... I don't even know what the fuck that means. It's like a, it's like a Scrabble board, you know. Nobody knows what the fuck it means. <laughs> some, <laughs> um, some well, the whole, the whole thing with that was um, the whole thing was that was Dave's Dave's busy with Nasrak, but obviously Mick writes all the the, so the, uh, the music and lyrics and whatever else in in America. So it's kind of an easier job for Dave, and he was going through his PhD, so he needed a lot of time to study for that. And then obviously, when me and Rui decided we we're going to put this album together a couple of years ago. Mm. Um, it became quickly obvious that, that Dave Hunt wasn't going to be able to commit the amount of time that you have to, before COVID, obviously, have to tour and you know promote and stuff. So it was clear he wasn't going to be able to do it. So he gave us, um, he asked us if we could wait for two years, which was which was a no-no. Yeah. Um, so he gave us a six-month window. He said, you know, I'm going to leave in six months. You get yourself another singer. Everybody goes away all friendly and everything's good so originally i just found up dave with the option of just doing a couple of gigs that was outside this six-month window mm-hmm. um just as a way of saying goodbye because obviously when he left in 98 he was abrupt yeah um so the whole idea was he was going to come in do a couple of gigs and then say goodbye to the fans body and we'd get a new singer in but within half an hour of the phone call you know we were we were discussing demos and album covers and all sorts of shit it was it was pretty immediate that he was uh he made it obvious he wanted to rejoin and I mean, not look back. To be fair, it's uh, it's it's a breath of fresh air from an old dude, you know. Yeah, you've kind of answered my next question, which was going to be: was it a bit interesting or even weird having Dave Ingram back in the band after so long? Uh, yeah, it's it's weird, but in a good way. I mean, to, the first time we flew him over from Denmark to to rehearse, um, obviously I'd not seen him in twenty years. So when I walked into rehearse and he stood in the corner with his head tied back, standing in front of his microphone with his lyric sheet in front of him, he's just it was really surreal and weird, but within seconds, it was it was back how it was, you know. Mm-hmm. It felt it felt uh, it felt absolutely right. It felt comfortable. Me, Rui, and Dave back in there, and then you've got the energy of the two the two new boys. So you, I'm I'm getting I'm getting energy from from the old guys and the new guys. So it's um, it's all good, man. It's all good. Yeah, I can I can hear it, and uh, the production side of things too is you, you kind of mentioned this earlier in the conversation, but yeah, you've done a fantastic job at capturing what makes Benediction benediction so did you work with the producer or did you guys just handle it yourselves no no we worked with the producer we had a meeting with the producer um, initially and told him what we were looking for and, and he agreed so he wanted he wanted something that was not too polished which was the same as us but he was insisting that it had to be ultra tight you know in the past we've if it's been a bit loose here and there it's not really it's not really bothered us that much you know because it's, it's almost because we're a live band benediction's a live band first and mm-hmm. foremost the the album stuff so it's a real pain in the tits, but it was um it was obvious he wanted the same thing as us. You know, he wanted it sharp sounding. He, he worked us so hard, man. He would he would he would change my picks halfway through through a song, through a recording a song, and say, "Try this pick," and I'd be like, "Scott, you're having a laugh, man. What 
What difference mm. does a pick make? And he'd say, just try it, man. Just try it. And we'd try it and, you know, don't tell him, but he was right. So I can't really complain about that. But yeah, he, he did an absolutely fantastic job on it. And, and to be fair, it's Benediction's name on the front, but it's Scott's name on the back. So it's as important for him to get it right as it is for us, you know? Yeah, for sure. What's Scott's full name? Sorry. Scott Atkins. Scott Atkins. Who else has he worked with? Um, Cradle of Filth, Vader. Um, to name two, I can't remember the rest. Okay, well, Vader says it says it all, really. Yeah, I mean that last couple. Yeah, yeah. If he if he helped Pete in those last couple of albums, man, that says it all with how he yeah, yeah. how he was able to sort of get get you guys or help you guys achieve the sound. It's already there, but look, as we we know, you've mentioned, you know, you are a live band, but it's always a bloody it's a difficult thing to capture that vicious guitar sound that you've got in the studio and make it come across like as if it's you know, jumping out of the speaker yeah. system, especially the diverse array of speaker systems we use these days. For example, yeah. I've been listening to you today whilst I was cooking for the kids on my iPhone yeah. speakers, which is basically just what I use 90% of the time anyway. But man, yeah. if you can sound good over these little piece of shit things, you know you've, you've yeah. captured it. You've got it. Yeah, that, well, that, that's exactly the aim, you know. Like, he was, he was insistent that everything was tight so you could hear every single note, which is... Which is kind of what we want, you know. We, we don't want to be a wall of noise, and like I said earlier, we don't want to be the fastest band or most technical band. We want we want you to hear what we're playing. Mm. Absolutely drawn that out perfectly, man. Yeah. So, mate, what we, what have you been up to over the last decade or so? Um, to be honest, it's been it's been a, a it's been a lot of things. It's been firstly first and foremost it was Neil leaving, and, and like I said earlier, it was difficult to to find a drummer that we could nail down as ours. Then there's, uh, there was really moved away from Birmingham, and obviously he's my writing partner, so that made it a little bit more difficult. Mm. Then there's the fact that the benediction, unfortunately for us, doesn't pay the bills. You know, in an ideal world, it would. We'd, we'd concentrate all our efforts yeah. on benediction, totally as we did when we were kids and we had no responsibilities. But you grow older, you get wife, you get kids, you get house. You know, all of a sudden your job becomes more important. So it became sort of more of a, of a weekend gig, you know, so we'd work all week and then. We'd go and fly off to all parts of the world on the weekend. So it just didn't leave leave a lot of time. And then you get to the gigs and the promoters want to just want to hear old stuff. They want to hear you play the classics. And yeah. So there was no real drive for us to, to do anything new. But, you know, we sat in a couple of years ago, me and Rui just said, you know, it's time, man. We can't keep playing the same sets and, you know, the same backdrop. And we've got to change it up. And like I say, we had, a, we had a bunch of material that we've still been writing and sending across to each other. So... Uh, we have been busy that, in that respect, but it's ju- it was just impossible to do everything, you know, your family, your job, your band. Because, hmm. uh, you know, like I say, it doesn't pay the bills. So, you know, maybe this one will. Maybe it's the 31 year. That'll be the 31st year to break through the year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, 31 year overnight sensation. <laughs> Absolutely, mate. Yeah, where did they come from? <laughs> <laughs> well, in, in a way, I, I, I hope that happens for you because there's going to be a lot of people that haven't heard of you. You know, there's going to be that you know those 25 year olds that are right in the middle. You know, you know yeah. the type, don't you know? Where the absolutely plugs yeah. and shit in, and they they wear the tattoos on their face and shit, and they're right into death metal. But if they hear you guys, it's like yeah. you guys are the original gangsters of British grind. You guys and bolt through. Yeah, it'd be cool. And yeah. for them to for them to have a new carcass release and a new benediction release, I think it's yeah. I, I think it's going to do something to them that they don't understand because they're too busy listening to no no shit on there. I love Suicide Silence by the way, and these bands. I've spoken yeah. to these guys. You know, they probably would be mates yeah. if we hung around with each other for long enough. But you guys, <laughs> you guys bring a very different atmosphere to death metal that other bands just don't do. So I, I truly hope, mate, that 
that and it's and again it's very important that I think this happens that they understand the roots of the genre which is you guys yeah yeah I'm open so yeah I, I really am open so I mean I mean it, it's it's different for us because we you know, like I said earlier, we're not following any trends. We weren't following any trends when we first kicked this off because there was nobody else doing it. So, mm. you know, we're one of the first. So, so you're, you're kind of treading new ground. Whereas I think a lot of bands now are just listening to what's happened in the past and or they're trying to recreate it or better it or whatever else. But we're just not. We're still doing exactly what we did. We, we, you know, we, we're forging paths for ahead, you know what I mean? Making our own trail. Mm-hmm. Yep. But, but yeah, you're right. It's important they know where it came from, yeah. Yeah, and definitely, and, and I think a big part of that too is the artwork that you've decided to go with, because it's it's oh, just mate, old school, beautiful. How look? I yeah. mean, expect to see tattoos on forearms with that man. No, yeah, I've no doubt. Yeah, I mean, the, the, originally we uh, when we spoke to the artist again with the album, we tried to make it old school with the old school kind of kind of sound and whatever else. But it was the same with the um, with the artwork. We went to the artist and said, you know, it needs to be the old yellow and red logo. It needs to be. It needs to. It needs to say benediction funny. It needs to be colourful. It needs to look good in a t-shirt, you know. And I think it was his, it was his maybe third design or something. And, and he's he's taking nailed it, man. I mean, he's got the the good stuff on the left, the bad stuff on the right. He's got the non holding the scriptures, you know, with references to our, our past, you know, and, and lyrics from the album and everything. He's just proper nailed it. And the the, the colours are just the colours are fantastic, man. They're going to look. I've just had my um, my twelve inch sent through my vinyl sent through, and the album cover looks amazing, man. Bet, I'm dead yeah. chuffed with it. Yeah, dead well, I'm, I'm I'm actually I'm going to go totally old school and get the cassette because <laughs> I love cassettes. Yeah. They just they just do it for me these days. You know what it is? It's because being you get it. You're a parent. You're busy, right? So you just want to put music on for a period of time, and you know it's only going to last twenty five minutes or so on one side. Yeah. yeah, and then it's cool. It's it's there, and that's the music that I listen to in the morning. See, that's the difference with kids now for me. They've got everything in the palm of their hands, so they'll play a track and they'll listen to it for 20 seconds and they get bored and then move on to something else. I'm the same as you. I used to love just getting an album, sitting on the bus on the way home and looking at the artwork and the thanks list and, the, yes. and everything and just reading all that and then just getting on and sticking it on the deck and just sitting back and listening to it, not taking it off every 10 seconds, just listen to the whole thing front to back. And I don't think kids do that anymore. It's... it's um, it's a shame, man, but, you know, you're going to move with the times, I guess. Yeah, I, I had a conversation. You know Michael Beanhorn, the producer that's worked with Ozzy and Marilyn Manson and Hole and God knows how many other bands, Korn. Yeah. I had a, I had a conversation yeah. with him uh, two years ago about this exact thing because I've noticed that too is that you, you, they don't know, kids don't look at the CD booker because they don't buy CDs and look at the thanks list yeah. to discover other bands. You know, look at your thanks yeah, list yeah. to discover all the other bands that you've toured with. So I could check him out at the local record store here or something like that. But sorry, his point that he made was after I said that the playlist thing on Spotify and Apple Music and the like is driving users to just create playlists and therefore not worry about albums. He, and that's I said, right, yeah, it's just that, too easy. There's no yeah, but there's no impetus for the artists then to create albums, and I think that's the problem with a lot of the newer artists that are coming through. The you, you the thing is about albums, and this is a crucial point that you guys knew how to do. You perfect your songwriting by writing albums because you've got to put a package yeah. together. And and Michael Absolutely. also and Michael also thought these days with these massive tour schedules that bands are being put on because that's the only way a lot of bands are making money. That the albums an afterthought. It's really just a promotional item. For the live show, whereas with you guys, for example, you don't have weak material. 
Every yeah. album has got good killer riffs, well-produced, well-recorded, great vocals, great vocal cadence, great drums. It's all there. It's a package. And that's what I get concerned about with some of these younger bands that are coming through. And so even some older ones, to be honest with you, are sort of come back in inverted commas. They're adopting this new methodology, which which isn't working, I don't think. But, you know, your album yeah. is testament to the old school way of doing things. Yeah, like I said, I used to love picking up the product. You know, it wasn't necessarily what, what the album sounded like or... It was the whole thing. It was whether it was a whether it was a gatefold or just a twelve inch, and how, how intricate the artwork was, and you know the whole thing interested me. Not just the music, you know, the whole package. And I think that's gone. And it's a shame, but you know, I'm, I'm hoping people pick this up and just look at it and go, you know, and they're more interested. You know, that's the, yeah. that's the plan. Mate, I better make this one my last question for you. Um, look, please tell me that once all this COVID bullshit has subsided that we Australia that is are on your number one or number two on the list for touring mate it, mate, it has been for years but we've just never been invited down yeah, yeah the bloody promoters it's ridiculous uh, yeah. Yeah, but how ridiculous is that you know we're in, we're in, we're in the corner <laughs> I can't understand that yeah, but, yeah there's some good promoters yeah, now though yeah that should get it well, well if you know any good promoters you speak to them and tell them that we would love to come down there man 100% we would I'm going to because I'm in touch with a few, and that 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 baffles me to be honest with you. I I because I looked to see if you'd been here before, and now, that's I guess is a question. Have you been to Australia before? No, I've no, I've not. We had um, we had offers back in the day. I think it was Modern Invasion. I think that was the, that was the company. Um, they were going to yeah. get us down twice, and, and and twice it fell through for for whatever reason. I, I don't even remember why why it fell through. But but since then we've had nothing, no offers. And, no contact. And to be honest, this is the this is the first interview I've done down there in oh, thirty one really? years. Okay, that, that's that, how ridiculous is that? Yeah. that? That's fucking nuts, man. Well, you were you were one of my favourite bands back in the day. It's just that I was too young to be active and you know to do anything. I obviously wouldn't have known how to start with. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a journalist these days. You know, I've been to uni and everything, so it's different for me now. I'm far more proactive, yeah. and I'm, I'm writing books and all sorts of things on heavy metal. And you guys are in it, man. Oh, I can cool, tell you man. That. You know, you guys are. Hey, in it, well, yeah. Well, once it's finished, I'll send, then, once it's finished, I'll send. I'll you know I'll contact Nuclear Blast and I'll, I'll get them to send a copy to you, mate. You know, so I'll send it. Hey, just to... yeah, just just contact me, man. You know, you got my number now. Oh, good. Yeah, well, I will, man. Yeah, because it's I'm trying to finish it as soon as quickly as I can. You know, I've done 600 interviews at this point and spoken to so oh. many, so many wonderful. Just and you know what I find, honestly, Daz, is you're all so fucking cool. You know, as a fan, <laughs> for me to talk to yourself and Carl and. And Bill and all these guys whose music I, I, it's easy to say grew up with, man, but it's, it was extremely important to me as a kid because it was my outlet, along with playing football and cricket and stuff, you know. Um, yeah. And Same music. Here, man. You, you get it, man. Like, I mean, I liked fast cars, good looking women, and heavy metal. You know what I mean? Absolutely, mate. In, in any order, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it was it was pretty much that, and I'm a red blooded male, mate, and, and it's just how it is, and still how it was. And to be honest, man, I'm happily married, man, but it basically, still is like that, you know. And uh, yeah, of course. Uh, heavy metal, man, like like you're saying, man, we might be getting on an age, man, but it never leaves our souls. No, mate, we're, I'm I'm still the same kid that, that I was when I was when I was young, you know, when I was at school, and and it was my life, and everything I used to think about revolved there and this, and it still does. And, and you know what? I've I've grown up with this, you know, this man for 31 years, and I still, as I did in day one, can't stand rock stars. I, I, with a passion, I hate rock stars. The people that play the gig and then just sit backstage and, you know, thinking about how many T-shirts they've sold, instead of going out and speaking to the kids, you know, and, and getting to know them and finding out what they're thinking and 
it, it's massively important to Benediction. It's like all this talking about streaming gigs. You know, if we have to, yeah. then we'll have to. But Benediction ain't about standing in front of a camera and playing. It's about standing in front of people and connecting with the people, you know? And it ain't just, it. Like, again, it's not, it's not just about being on stage. It's about having a drink with them before the gig and after the gig and, and talking to them. Because I'm a fan as well, you know? And I, I really, yeah. really can't stand rock stars. I can't stand people that think because they're in the band, they're better than you. Or that, that, that fucking really, really winds me up. I've had people... I had one guy in a in a really famous black metal band on a, was on a festival um, mm. and he was backstage and he's got all his makeup on standing in front of this mirror and he's he's really really serious we we're not serious he stood there and he went hey Dad how do I look I'm like mate you look like a fucking idiot do you know what I mean <laughs> not be, it wasn't it wasn't Danny he, was it <laughs> no no it wasn't Danny but yeah I've told him the same don't worry about that <laughs> but it's just it's just the way they walk around with this air of arrogance and look it. who yeah. I am and I'm, mate I can't fucking stand it and I'm I'm six foot four and I'm I'm well positioned to tell him to shut the fuck up don't worry about that yeah I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I had a you, you, do you know Stuart Anstis at all he used to be in Cradle about 25 years ago or so um, yeah probably yeah, I had a chat with him about three or four years ago. It was a, easily my longest podcast episode. We spoke for four hours, and I, I probably get about <laughs> probably I get I get hundreds of listens a month to that one alone. Just people finding it because what it is, you know, cradle sort of moving. I mean, I think they sort of come a bit more full circle. And I'm not heaping shit on them here, by the way. The current guitarist yeah, they've yeah. got, I think, uh, Richard Shaw in particular is a tremendous guitarist, and I've had yeah, a number absolutely. of chats. Yeah, I've had a number of chats to him, but fuck, they lost their way for a period of time there. And uh, just talking to Stuart about what what fans don't know is that, like, like again, I'm not heaping shit on Danny here. I'm just sort of saying how I perceive yeah. things. Like, Danny's the rock star in that band, but Stuart's the one fucking writing all the material. And he absolutely, gets kicked out of the man, band. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Like, that, that's under, well, well, well that's, that's why it all went tits up with, um, with Nick Barker, wasn't it? Because... Yes. The pair of them wanted to be the, the lead rock star. It's, it's just, what, why is that important? Who's bothered who's driving the ship as long as the ship's going the right way, you know? I, I, just don't, I don't really don't understand that big rock star thing. And like I say, I've had people backstage that are, you know, giving it the big, and then I'll just, I'll fucking tell them, man. I've got no problem with that. Doesn't yeah. Really it, it's, I know it's interesting. I've, I've met so many uh, bands in similar positions to yourself, like the guys in Corrosion of Conformity and stuff, and, Every single person has just been so cool, man. Like the guys in Metal Church, you know. I mean, I'm just, I'm just a yeah. fucking nobody, man. Like a 42 year old. I don't even look like a metalhead these days because I'm, you know, I'm a dad and you know, journalist and all that sort of stuff. But, <laughs> yeah, but you know, that. but but we just sit back and we just have beers and they ask me questions about Australia and rugby union or whatever. You know, it's just things that are interesting yeah. about Australia and and the like. And it's just normal. You, you know what I'm saying? It's just normal. And that rock star yeah, thing, you know. Yeah. It's just I, I couldn't handle it, and I got I got to tell you, Daz, the, the the fucking rock star thing, to be honest, comes from some of the local bands, not the yeah. guys like you, <laughs> who yeah, yeah, it's it, true, yeah, yeah, and I noticed that, and I'm like, I, I'm, I've I've said this, this is not new uh, information for people listening on the podcast, but I've um I I don't do interviews with a lot of local bands anymore for that reason, because mm. honestly, like. We don't know each other yet. We, we're connecting because I'm a fan and you're a wonderful musician, but I have to work so fucking hard in some of those interviews just to sort of get the normal person to sort of appear, if you know what I'm saying. You know, drop the yeah. rock star antic sort of thing because we're just... Yeah, yeah, I, do, yeah, I can't do it. Yeah, you're a creator and I'm yeah. a fan and, and I'm trying to, you know, and I'm just trying to explore things and stuff and, and have a chat. Yeah. And, uh, and some of those conversations, man, I don't even post, you know. 
the bottom line is, mate, we're both people, regardless of what what we're doing. We're both people, so we should both treat each other with respect. And you know, I mean, I don't mean me and you. I mean, I mean you and uh, interviewer and interviewee. I, I just, I don't, I don't understand this. Where you know, the the guy on the other end is, is thinking he's doing you a favour by talking to you, but it's it's clearly you're you're doing me a favour here. You know. Oh, that's I yeah, just, I can't. I just, yeah, that's very strange. No, I just yeah, don't no, I'm I'm totally with you, man. It's that working class out, outlook that we've got. I think I'm I'm working class, right? So, I mean, for, yeah, from, me too. You, you, you get it, then, man. We're just people doing what we're meant to do, you know, on God's earth. You know what I'm saying? Like, we yeah. just. And I'm a musician too, but I, I play covers, so I do, you know, all the usual shit. Imagine Dragons and Kylie and all that sort of stuff, um, because <laughs> it's <laughs> it pay it helps pay the bill. Well, not at the moment. It doesn't with bloody COVID because we can't. Play yeah, it. tell me about it. Yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> You know, horrendous, so, man. Yeah, it's it's just that whole. Th- I mean, I don't know this whole bloody COVID thing, mate. You know, I mean, we can't stay locked up forever. That's all I'll say about that. I mean, I know it's serious, but for God's sakes, you yeah. know, I just I just saw not to talk about politics, believe me, but Australia, we, we're just about to post to something like a, a trillion dollar deficit or something like numbers that I've never heard of before. I've probably got that wrong, but I saw the trillion dollar figure being bandied about by one of the newspapers, and I thought, fucking hell. Um, yeah, it's crazy. We're, isn't it? we're, yeah. we're all going to be, you know, you guys are going to be paying for it over there, as we're going to be paying for it over here for God knows how long now, you know. And I just hope that you know bands like yourself and promoters, mate, can get together and, mate, I can have a few bevies and uh, shake your hand after one of your outstanding performances because I have seen some of the performances on YouTube prior to the COVID thing, man, and you guys just fucking knock it out of the park. So. Oh, yeah, no. we just we don't take ourselves too seriously, man. You know, we and, li- and listen, don't think I don't realize every day how lucky I am. You know, don't worry about that. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. but yeah, yeah but that'd you be good. Yeah, if you could get a beer, that'd, that'd, uh, that'd be fantastic, man. It'd be killer to catch up, man, especially after this chat. Yeah, it's so as I say, man, it's so thrilling for me. You know, my inner fifteen-year-old. You know what I'm saying? Like, hmm. I went through a boarding yeah, school, right? And I've, you know, I'm writing about this. I went through a boarding school, right, where we were so regimented. Yet, I'd listened to to you guys and so many other bands, and made it felt like I'd been fucking given a shot of adrenaline. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was just <laughs> what I, what I, what I felt reinvigorated me. You know, and and, I, and wicked, I, man. there are so many people that I, that I think that I, I spoke to Phil Anselmo about it actually. We had a quadrangle in the back of our boarding house and we used to play handball and we'd put on vulgar display of power. And the housemaster, wow. you know, an old Queensland rugby player, would be, shut that up, you know, crap, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we'd wait until, wait five minutes and then turn it back up again. <laughs> but that's, that's the but thing. Yeah, that kind of, but that, that could, yeah, that kind of attitude fires you up, though, doesn't it? Turn that off. It's like, no, mate, I'm not turning that off. It just, it makes it all more special for me. I mean, like when I was, when I was at school and I was a rocker and I was like, I was the... The odd man out. That kind of that kind of became a badge, man. You know, mm. you're telling me I'm weird. No, man, you're weird. You're you're the sheep. You're following everything. I've got my own kind of identity here. I just love it, man. Yeah, I, I remember reading about you guys in um, was it Metal Hammer or Metal Maniacs? I, I used to read Metal Maniacs religiously. I think it was in there. And um, yeah. you know, just just looking at the because of you know there was no way to listen to interviews with you like there is these days, back in those days. Because, as to your point, you weren't interviewed by Australian media types, which is just nuts for me to sort of... Because you do have, you do have fans down here. That's the thing. You do see people wearing your T-shirts around to this day. And old ones no, too. Man, faded, I'd love to come down. Faded ones, you know? Like, you know, you, you know the old you know, people like me who wear a... You know, swap out our obituary T-shirts for our Benediction T-shirt. You know what I mean? Like, mm, of course, same as I do. 
yeah, well, there you go. And, and yeah, it's just been, you've got fans down here and I just remembered looking at photos of you guys and just thinking, thinking, fuck, that looks cool. I want to do that one day. I want to, I want to be in a band like Benediction. It just, it just, it just, you look at just listening to the music, reading the interviews in the news, in the uh, magazine and then looking at the photos and it just, it was your special place to go to. It was that sacred space that we all need, that third Absolutely. space. Absolutely, I totally get it. Space. You yeah, know, totally so. understand that, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, mate, thanks so much for the chat. Honestly, it's been awesome. And, um, you know, congratulations on an outstanding career. But just keep on doing what you're doing, please, because on the strength of scriptures, man, just, mate, your, your career, mate, you know, in this, you, the, what happened before might be act one, if you know what I'm saying. We might have a couple more acts left to go. Yeah, mate, it's, it's kind of weird. We haven't been anywhere, but we're having a comeback. It's kind of nuts, man. <laughs> it is, mate. There's a whole bunch of uh, young fans out there, mate, that are going to discover you guys and, and understand what, what true British grind is all about. Yeah, man. Well, come here comes the second wave, man. Let's get it on. <laughs> Absolutely, brother. Well, it's, <laughs> it's been fantastic having a chat. I really appreciate it, man. No problem, mate. You keep in touch. And if there's any more questions or anything you need to know, you've got my number now. Well, I'll get in touch with you when I want to send you the book. It'll be, I haven't, I'm, I'm just about to finish it, but I'll, you know, do the publishing thing, mate. But I'll reach out to you, mate, and um, happy to send you across the volumes. No worries. That would be brilliant. That would be fantastic, man. And listen, like I said to you before, if you do know any promoters that, that fancy getting us down there, we'd be down there tomorrow. Don't worry about that. Yeah, I, I, Dicey from Soundworks. Keep that one, that name in mind. I'm going to be when I next talk to him because I, I do bump into him sort of every few months or so, uh, even over yeah. email. But I'll mention it absolutely. Yeah, fantastic, sure. man. This has been an absolute pleasure. Likewise, brother. Really appreciate it, man. So uh, all the best, and we'll catch up soon, no doubt. Thank you, my friend. Keep in touch. Be good and be safe. Likewise, brother. No worries. Talk soon. Thank you. Thank you. Bye bye. No worries. Catch ya. You have been listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast series that syndicates for the A-List Online. My name's Andrew Mackay-Smith. That interview featured British grind guitar god Daz Brooks from the outfit Benediction. Thanks so much for listening.